0: What's up, everyone? I'm your host, J.J. Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball.
1: Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of 305 Culture with J.J. Rivera. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, Nuck If You Buck, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, and the LA Hoops Report. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA.
0: With the start of the NBA season on the horizon, we over here at 305 Culture Podcast invite you to come and hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. For example, in the NBA, you choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 has over $50,000 guaranteed in prices for NFL Week 15, and thousands more for the NBA returning soon. Use promo code Jimmy, that's J I M M Y, when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant deposit match of up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code Jimmy, J I M M Y. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website at www. Dot dot com. sign up and hashtag prop up today what's up everyone i'm your host jj rivera and welcome to 305 culture a podcast where you feel the heat now let's get down to business and talk some miami heat basketball all right so we're here we're just a couple of days away from the nba season starting um on december 20 22nd but first, let's talk about the preseason for the Miami Heat. Miami went one and one during the preseason. We lost in a blowout to the New Orleans Pelicans in the first game, but the second game we looked we looked much better. A lot of our young guys got a lot of a lot of playing time. The standouts, of course, were Max Struss, Precious Achua, and and Casey Akpala. Casey got thirty four minutes. Max Stross got 22, and Precious had 23 minutes. The player that, that had the most playing time was Casey Akpala. I think the Miami wants to see what they have in him. And at least in that Toronto game, of course, it's an extremely small sample size. And it's a preseason after all. You're not playing against the best competition. But still, those three guys, Max Strauss, Casey Akpala, Akpala, and Precious Achua, they look tremendous. And once again they look like excellent finds by the Heat Scouting Department and Yeah. Let's talk let's start with Struss. Cause Struss, I'll be honest, I didn't know who he was. I just I saw him making a bunch of threes and I said, Oh, look, we got a, we got another shooter. And after years, it's it's really weird. After years of after have being in the bottom of, of the three of the of the league in in terms of three point percentage and three point makes, now we have we have one of the three best shooters in the league, and we it, it seemingly we found another shooter, and Casey Alpala turns himself into a another well it seems like you know we're basing our assessment here off one game, but still Casey Alpala showed very encouraging signs as a shooter. So let's start let's start with Struss. Struss, well. I just want to congratulate him because he originally got invited for the – he didn't he had a, I believe he has an Exhibit 10 contract, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken. And now he – his contract got turned into a two-way contract. I'm really happy for him. He's – for those who don't know, he's 24. He's been – this will be probably – yeah, this will be his first season. He has been battling to get into the NBA for quite some time now, and it looks like he finally has found a home here in Miami. Another excellent find from the Heat scouting department. I'll continue to say this: we have the best scouting and development departments in the NBA. These last these, since 2017, it has been unparalleled. Bam Adebayo, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, now Max Stras. Casey Akpala and Precious Achua. They all look fantastic. Obviously, BAM is the is the crown jewel of that. And inevitably some questions came up with with Struss. I'm not expecting him to have a historically great season like Duncan had last season. But as we all know, the he are engaged in trade talks for James Harden. And as we'll discuss later in the pod. Duncan Robinson is a is a major sticking point for the Miami Heat. We're going to discuss that in detail later. But here's a fun exercise. Where Duncan... If Duncan gets shipped off, could Strauss become his, his replacement? I'm not sure. Because that type of elite shooting that Duncan brings is, is not easy to find. It's not as easy to replicate. Heck, I'm not even expecting him to replicate it this season because those numbers were just absurd last last season honestly and but if Strauss can be 70 75% of of Duncan Robinson in terms of shooting i believe we got another good one and that opens up the the door for many possibilities for roster building especially with the 2021 free agency class drying up because Rudy Gobert's Another 2021 domino fell. Rudy Gobert signed the third largest contract extension in in NBA history. And suddenly that, that vaunt to 2021 free agency is probably down to Victor Oladipo and Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard seems destined to go back to LA. So the only flight risk there is Victor Oladipo. And as we all know, he... He had a devastating injury, and we don't know if he'll ever come back to being an All NBA level player. But anyway, let, let's concentrate on, on the on the young guys that displayed a lot of a lot of development and a lot of promise in in these during this preseason. Now let's move on to Casey Akpala. Casey has been with us for a year. He was he was our second round pick last year. A lot of people maybe don't know him because he spent a lot of time in and out of the G League. He was with the Heat and the Bubble. And I believe that must have helped his, his development, being around those guys, being around Jimmy and Bam and Goran and learning from, from them. And this is a guy that that has shown improvement, even in college. He improves really fast. And yeah, I just want to highlight his contributions against the Raptors in the preseason game. He scored 24 points, but most importantly, he went six from 10 from long range. I listen. Obviously, we don't expect him to shoot 60% from three in during the regular season, but you know, it was it was a really encouraging sign. Oh, and I forgot to to say, Max Ross made six of eight from from the three point line. So that's another. That's another shooter for us. and But I'm really intrigued by KC. Because five recent sports reported that a Heat Scout reportedly told him that the floor for KC is a 3 and D wing with a handle. And I don't know about you, but that sounds to me like a, like a darn good player. So if that's his floor, according to a Heat Scout, and I trust Heat Scouts, they have shown to be a very reliable department and I, I trust their player assessment. If Kate, if that's the floor, then mm. how high is the ceiling for him? Those are questions that, that he might be answering throughout the season. He's still really young and he's got a long way to go. But most importantly, he's got the physical attributes to be a very good player in the NBA. Now, we have seen... A lot of a lot of players that have fizzled out of the league, even while having excellent physical attributes, or they never become what they were what they were projected to be. But let's go through Casey's measurements. the The basic: his height, his weight, and his wingspan. He's 6'8", 215 pounds, with a seven feet two wingspan. That's that's a prototypical small forward for you. Ladies and gentlemen. And if he develops a... He needs to improve some stuff. Obviously, he needs to improve on defense. I expect growing pains with him. If he's part of the rotation... I expect him to be part of the rotation. But... How many minutes he plays, that's a question. Because we already got Harkless and... And the Chua To split minutes with alongside Kelly o. Although Kelly o and... And... Precious Achua will be ones who will be battling for minutes in that position since they're power forwards, but KC will be battling with Mo Harkless. And what if he outperforms Mo? Then Mo also becomes a an interesting trade piece. This is this is why that we trust the Heat front office. They have a plan, and they saw they saw something in KC and Mo Harkless. He can be a, as again, five recent sports said Mo Harkless could be a a. A placeholder for either KZ or Precious, which we'll be touching upon real, real quickly. Because Precious also showed a lot, a lot of promise in that preseason game against the Raptors. But I, I'm, I'm really excited about KZ, man. Uh, he, I've, obviously he got the start and he played the 34 minutes that I mentioned. But he, listen, here's an example of how quickly this man, he improves his game. Thanks to his work ethic and his natural talent, because you need talent to be good. Obviously, hard work beats talent when tar- when talent doesn't work hard. But if if you combine talent with the hard work, man, you've got you got something there. And I I'm rooting hard for KZ to get a lot of minutes this coming season, and for him to to have a very successful NBA career. Now let's let's look at something here. Per MBA draft.net in Ock Palace freshman season at Stanford, he shot 22% from three on one attempt per game. In his sophomore season at Stanford, his percentage jumped to 44.8% on three attempts per game. So not only he shot more efficiently, he shot more, which is excellent considering that usually... You, you know, usually when you shoot less, your efficiency jumps more. But it was the opposite case here. He shot more and he had a more efficiency. He had more efficiency shooting. Obviously, the college three-point line is shorter than the NBA three-point line. And it will take some adjustments. I, listen, the, the year they spend the G League, I think, would certainly help them. Last season he couldn't crack the rotation consistently. I think he probably got a couple minutes, maybe in, in a blowout, in a couple of blowouts. But now I expect him to be a staple of the rotation and play meaningful minutes, if he shows that he's capable of doing that. Because if there's something that we that we know is that Coach Spolstra will not give you minutes; you have to earn them. He likes to play the young guys because the best development that you can give your young guys is to play them as we all know but if you don't show if you don't show progress or if you don't show the work ethic that's required for the heat culture then you're not going to play and that's something that uh, that really impressed me from tyler hero last season which who we'll be talking about in a couple of minutes that's something that impressed me from from tyler because he understood really quickly what it took to be a part of the heat rotation and it also helped that Spo empowered him, which is something really important for young players. You need to empower them in order for them to be successful. Because yeah, sure, we we they're grown ups and they're professional men, but this these are still kids, man. They're Tyler was nineteen. Last season he will be twenty. And I remember when I was nineteen, you know, I yeah, sure we we we're expected to be professional if you're a professional basketball player, but at 19 years old, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of questions in your head about your future, and listen, you view the the world in a different way. So, having that type of empowerment from a person that tr- that you who you trust goes a long way for these young guys. But well, I I think. I'll have to conclude this segment with with maybe it will sound repetitive, but I firmly believe this. The Miami Heat have the best development and scouting staff in the NBA. That's all I'm going to say. We'll see you after the break.
1: Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spell A R Y S E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off.
0: And we're back. Before we move on to the next segment, I, I forgot about Precious Achua. I said I was going to talk about him, and I got caught up with KZ and, and Max Struss. Let's talk about Precious for a second here. Precious had 13 points and 15 rebounds on 24 minutes of play. He was, as advertised, an energy guy who's still really raw athletically. But he can, with, if he develops a lot of skills, if he develops a, a shooting touch, he can be really special. More like, more like the, the draft Twitter reactions. He could be almost a bam out of bio clone. With maybe maybe a a bit longer and a bit taller. That's really precious. Now no okay. I mentioned before that there might be the the young guys might be fighting some of the more established guys for minutes. But I think that's well, obviously if, if it if it's a healthy competition, then it's good for the team. Well I trust the culture that it will keep it in a healthy manner because they will push, they will push each other to be, to be better. They want to push each other to be, to be the better player because if not, I'm going to take your spot. And I think that's really good, healthy competition for the team. Precious will be battling with. Kelly Olenek and maybe more heartless for the power forwards, but as I said, I as I said, I, I view more I view personally more more heartless as a small forward, but he could play both positions. And it depends how how small the heat want to go in so in certain lineups, if they want to insert them at the power forward position. Our rebounding will suffer. But the the switching on defense will be would be terrific. Now obviously we're assuming a, that a, a trade happens, and if a trade happens for James Harden, certainly Kelly O would will be leaving, due to, due to his salary, because we need. It would certainly have to include Kelly O and Andre Godala, and obviously some some of the other young guys, and well, Duncan Robinson, is the major sticking point, as I mentioned before, but I'm really I'm really curious to see how they end up. How the rotation ends up looking come, let's say, March. Because we still got a lot of season to go. And we're just beginning on Tuesday. So let's move on to some other news around the league. We're going to be touching upon the James Harden situation. And of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Earlier in the week, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed the largest contract in NBA history. Five years, $220 million. My man got paid. And you know, good for him. He deserves every penny. He's a two time MVP and he's the reigning defensive player of the year. He's twenty five years old. So if he he can cash out even more, that puts this puts him on track if he let's say he hits thirty. Well, he's twenty six, so he'll be thirty one when he when the contract is up. Let's say that he signs an extension the season before he gets he, his contract expires, that this could put him on track to be the, the highest earning player in NBA history because LeBron is on that track. Right now, I think the record holder is Kevin Garnett, but LeBron is set to surpass him. But he honestly could shatter that, that mark if he gets at least two more contracts that fall somewhere around this ballpark. And wow, good for him, really. What a story for him and and his family immigrants they they struggled to make a living and when he came to to America for the draft he had never been to America and he it's a really heartwarming story I let's listen I'm, I'm not going to be hypocritical I wanted him here in Miami because of what it meant but I I'm happy for Bucks fans really and some people have said that this is good for the league. Yeah, I'm gonna take off my Heat fan hat and I'm gonna put my NBA fan hat. And yes, it is good for the league for a superstar to stay in a small market. No, not only for the competitive balance, balance, but also the bond. We we can go back to creating bonds with our with our star players, because if there's something that has been a, bit, a little bit lost in the player empowerment era, it's the the bond. That the player creates with the fan base, and seeing them go th- through the trials and tribulations of becoming a superstar and failing, and then rising to the mountaintop at the end, and you being there for the journey, us Heat fans experienced that with Dwayne Wade. And listen, we we technically started the te- the, the player empowerment era technically started with us, but uh, we you know. I know what it's like to see your superstar leave town because LeBron left us in 2014. And a couple of, of seasons later, Dwayne Wade left because you know that was a different circumstance. And Dwayne Wade wasn't the same player by that time. But it, it hurt, it hurts because you see these guys, especially Dwayne Wade for us, he fans, you see him grow from this young, young kid to an absolute superstar one of the best players ever at his position and to see see him live leave is crushing honestly and honestly Bucks fans Devin uh my my friend here at the Hoopheads podcast and we're hosting the not give you Buck podcast I'm happy for you guys really because you guys deserve it You you haven't had a superstar of this caliber since the 70s when Karim Abdul-Jabbar demanded to be traded to LA. And it's good to see a superstar not fleeing to LA or one of the larger markets, of course. As a Heat fan, I'm kind of hurt. But as I said in the hoopheads group chat, we move. That leads us to James Harden. James Harden. This has been a, been a pretty eventful week on the Harden front. Because let's start with the shams Shrania report. At the beginning of the week, shams Shrania—well, not I mean, beginning of the week, like in the week. Let's just say during the week, Sham of the Athletic reported that Philadelphia was making Ben Simmons available, available in potential trade talks for James Harden. But that they were never close; they were nowhere close to a deal. Now, I saw that report. And for a couple seconds I thought I thought, wow, well he might be going to, to Philly. But then I started reading the reactions and some smart people pointed it out. And then I started to think for myself, I said, wait. If if there was nowhere if they were nowhere close to a deal, then how real was the Ben Simmons offer? Because Ben Simmons is exactly the type of player that the Rockets are looking for in return for James Harden. He's twenty four, he's under team control for five years. And he's a really good player. He's a young star. He's, he's an all-star. An all-NBA caliber player. An all-defensive first-team caliber player. And for them to be nowhere close to a deal seemed off. Because I said, wow. So, what do the Rockets want then? And then, our suspicions were confirmed. When Daryl Morey himself said that Ben Simmons was not available in any sort of trade talk. And that he was a very important piece of the Sixers' future. Now, Chris Paul might have something to say about that. Because, as we all know, Daryl told Chris Paul that he was not getting traded to OKC. And lo and behold, Chris Paul woke up one morning and received the phone call that he was going to OKC. Which seems pretty... (laughs) No, No disrespect to OKC fans, but it seems pretty... I've never been to Oklahoma, so I'll have to ask. But, but uh, what I've seen, living in Oklahoma seems, dare I say, boring, compared to living living where I live in Puerto Rico. And haven't been to Miami a lot of times throughout my life. So, compared to Miami, it's. <laughs> Listen, we're not here to slander the the state of Oklahoma and its people. But let's move on. Let's let's go back to the. To what we're talking about, maybe there were. I think that Daryl Morey was being true, was was telling the truth here because here's Ben Simmons is 24, Joel Embiid is 27. Those guys are still really young. They're under team control, and it's rare for a team to have two stars that are this young and under team control for this long. And what the only thing that was wrong with them has been is wrong with them has been their roster construction give it at least a year before you trade him because James Harden is 31 and listen i'm going to i'm going to sound more like a homer and that i'm I'm projecting that i want i don't want the sixers to go after Harden and that he i want the heat to go after him but james harden is 31 and let's say you trade Ben Simmons who's 24 and under team control for 5 years i cannot state that enough and James Harden's under team control for 2 years by the way unless he signs an extension which I believe he's eligible for this off season. Let's say that you trade him. How many years of contention do you have? Because Embiid... Let's face it. Embiid has durability issues. And I believe he will not age well into his, th- into his 30s. He can't shoot from outside. And he relies more on his physical prowess. Which helps him a lot. But right now he's in the prime of his career. And when you're in your prime compared to your mid-30s. You're a lot different than... Then you're a different player. Now Harden to Miami makes more sense. Our best player right now, you know, assuming with with without James Harden on the roster, Jimmy Butler. He's 31 too. And with the acquisition of Harden, I believe we that propels us to the top of the Eastern Conference. That should make us the favorites to come out, because we we know that Milwaukee is a regular season team. They're gonna have an excellent regular season. They're built for this. And their system, their system is built for this, but come, but come the playoffs. That's when things really start getting interesting, because we have what I would say four contenders, in no, yeah, four contenders in the Eastern Conference, with the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Heat. If they were, if the Heat were up to acquire James Harden, and still without James Harden, we're still a contender, but that would push us even further to the top, because Boston. They're relying they're relying a lot on Jason Tatum taking a huge leap. They'll be without Kimball Walker for the for the for for some time. And when Kimball Walker comes back, there'll be questions about his injury. He's a small guard who can't defend. He rely he's a good shooter, so that might help him. But his bounce off off the dribble and his first step might be might be shot after the knee injury because he's been battling this knee injury since Last season, so uh, I think that Boston could have some issues here. Also, this is an anti-Boston Celtics podcast. Let's be real; we, we Heat fans don't like really like Boston. They talk a lot of they talk a lot of trash for having won one championship in 34 years. So, shut up. Anyway, let's move on to the reported well, not the reported Heat offer, but some issues with the Heat offer. Five Reasons Sports again. I mention them a lot because they're the most plugged in in terms of they're the most plugged in Miami news in, in the in terms of, of news and sources they're they're the most plugged in and they're if you're a Heat fan you should definitely follow them because they have they cover everything to cover the Marlins the the offense the University of Miami the Florida Panthers and of course the Miami Heat and they're really good over there so. Five recent sports in the week reported that the inclusion of Duncan Robinson in the deal is a major sticking point for Miami, as they do not want to include him in a deal. I understand Miami's position on this. I last week I said that we should empty like we should go all in Harden, and I still believe we do. But if you can keep Robinson, and that's a huge W in my opinion, because Robinson could space the floor the floor even further. Harden is a good, it's a great shooter, but he also thrives by driving to the rim and getting and getting his free throws. Jimmy thrives by driving to the rim and getting his free throws. So having well the best floor spacers in the game on the floor with those two guys driving to the basket, that would put the defense in quite a predicament. And if you add Bam Adebayo's passing off the elbows and his playmaking ability in general, then keeping Duncan Robinson is, I, I think I agree with the Heat front office in that regard. However, we don't know what the final offer would look like. And his name ex- escapes me, but uh, I want to give him credit for the report. I think it was Far, yeah, Farbod. I can't spell, I can't spell his last name. I'm sorry. But he reported that the the Rockets are pushing, basically they're pushing for a deal before the before the season begins on Tuesday. Which makes sense. Because if you drag this into the season, then it'll get uglier. Reporters will never, will not stop asking questions. It'll get really uncomfortable. Locker room issues will arise. And then we, we have some, then you have some other issues to handle aside from the James Harden situation. So, I believe that the right move, of course, you can take my opinion as, uh, with a grain of salt because, you know, I'm a Heat fan. I cover the Heat, and I want them to succeed, and I want them to grab the best player available. But I think it is best for the Rockets to pull the trigger on the trade now. Obviously, from the Rockets' point of view, you want to maximize your return. For James Harden, one of the greatest offensive players ever, I understand that. But I believe the Heat offer is the best thing you're going to get out there, unless some mystery team offers you something. Of, that you deem to be worthy, and it's not you, you brush off the heat offer. But, uh, listen, from something I took away from the Robinson report is that for sure, surely Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn are being offered in the deal, which makes sense because Houston is seeking in return, as I said, a young potential star. And Hero, as of right now, he fits the bill, he's under team control, he's very cheap right now, he cannot perform his contract he he looked apart in the playoffs and he's been to the finals already and he brings that type of experience to a locker room and he's going to go to a place with John Wall who who still I still trust as a playmaker we haven't seen him in, in 2 years well we saw him in the preseason and he looked pretty good his burst was some somehow there and well if they acquire let's say Andre Godala, Kendrick Kendrick Nunn no, Kelly Olinick and Tyler Hero that's still kind of keeps them in the playoff race in the West. The issue here would be the picks because it was also reported that Houston is seeking picks in return for James Harden alongside the star player and potential contributors to a playoff team. So I believe that Houston might not get anything better than the Heat offer. I certainly want the Heat to close this off, preferably before the season starts because I think it will be a heck of a a matchup between the Heat and the Pelicans with James Harden making his debut on Christmas Day. So anyway, let's hope that everything goes well. And as and this, the mantra of this podcast is always in the in pat we trust. And the in pat and the front office we trust. Really. Because this front office might be one of the best in the NBA. And I trust him with whatever decision they make. I know some fans are divided on the Harden acquisition as they were on the butler acquisition and look at how that turned out but i really 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 want us to acquire james Harden in order to compete for a title because we owe it to jimmy i really want us to win for jimmy so anyway those are my closing thoughts thank you for listening to the 305 culture podcast subscribe to our feed on apple Podcasts or wherever or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. It will help us help our exposure. You can follow us on, Insta- on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at 305CulturePod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, watch the NBA, and happy holidays. See you next week. Bye-bye.
1: If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, The team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started.
0: Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305CulturePod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.